Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think with anyone looking to get into this, like into the online um, online having an online business, is to is become empowered by knowing what you're good at, and then outsourcing what you're not good at, and getting really good feedback. And uh, so, yeah, the, the little that I had to invest in that has paid off tenfold. You can still laugh. It can still be lighthearted. It doesn't have. You can still go deep and still have a sense of humor. And in fact, I think the sense of humor uh, helps with it because you know it, it can get, it can become a bit tedious when you go when you go into the depths of the rabbit hole. That uh, your breath and your and your mind they're inherently connected. And what what happens with your breathing that's going to affect your mental states. And if you can just spend a little time doing something that's that uh, has some conscious breathing in it, and ideally some rhythmic, slow down conscious breathing like you do when you do yogic breathing and in meditation, then it can really have a profound effect on your, your mental state. So I'd encourage people, if they don't have a practice, to take up just, it only takes a few minutes a day just to do a little bit of breathing to help to get their mind right. That was Tim Sinesi, and this is Duggett, the podcast. Welcome to episode 62 with Tim Sinesi, the sensei, the guru. Oh, he's just a legend of a guy. Part-time surfer, full-time awesome. Um, just super pumped about this episode. Tim was out in New Zealand. We did a workshop at Tiari Lodge, our family's luxury lodge up in Tiari. Go figure. Not so long ago. So great to get Tim out. Unfortunately, we didn't squeeze in a podcast. Um, time just got away on us, but managed to catch up online and um, and chew the fat and all the good stuff and uh, just really pumped on life at the moment and the power of the internet. Been listening to lots of Gary V. Just the fact that you can do a podcast like this, share your hobby, make a living out of it, do what you love online and potentially build a massive career or just a part-time job or just meet some new friends, whatever it might be, the power of the internet is just amazing. And I really want to chat to Tim as a yoga guru. <laughs> um, I just love the word guru. It just brings up so many connotations. That as, as someone who's uh, a real influencer and teacher and great role model online and who's doing so well, just his thoughts on how to do a successful YouTube channel on how to make a career out of it, out of doing what you love, um, and everything in between, how to breathe, how to think, how to eat, uh, what else, best surf spots, all of that jazz. So without further ado, here is the sensei, Tim Sinesi, the guru. Enjoy. Yes, it's been neat to have some time and, and geez, I was pretty kind of stressed and a bit down, I think, when, when you guys were leaving and yeah, just flipping that mindset and having a bit more energy. And I was listening to Sad Guru and he was saying that, you know, without a f- good foundation, the intellect of the mind can, can um, work against you rather than for mm. you. 
Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like, man, that resonated. He, he, you know, he's like, you want your mind to be sharp, but if you hold a sharp knife the wrong way, it's, mm. <laughs> it's a dangerous game. And um, That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, and that's where I felt my mind going a little bit, like just getting a bit down, and then you attract that in your life, and then you look for the bad things, and, and you can start telling yourself some stories. And I guess just um, his teachings and having a bit more space yeah, super excited, super pumped, and and got a bit more momentum now. So um, yeah, Crank Lodge is already like booking out for next summer, and I'm um, planning the trip to Bali, and and want to get surfing and golfing a bit more. So yeah, what about what about yourself, brother? Because you had the the Singapore trip. Oh, the Singapore trip was big. It was a yeah, it was a it was a really good opportunity. Actually, I think I'm gonna be going back there, like on the yearly for as long as they're gonna have me. I guess. Epic. So that was because um, I saw you did a bit of press over there and you had workshops. Um, so was that organized by a bit of a group, was it? No, it was just one of my one of my students is the uh, anchor woman for their like big news, like the news channel over there, number one news channel. So she had a lot of contacts and she came on the Bali retreat. And her and her husband, they're like, you got to come out. You got to come out. Like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put you up and we'll get you a bunch of workshops and stuff. And so I kept being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then finally I went ahead and did it. And it was, it was epic. I mean, they were such cool people. Like on the retreat, I was just like, yeah, they're groovy, but I don't know if I want to go to Singapore. Like, I don't know what the vibe was going to be like, but it ended up being, I mean, purely because I was like, there's no waves in Singapore. I don't know if I want to go there, but the community of students there was next level. So it was really enjoyable to teach there. So you're just putting a wave pull in the um, requirements for the next workshop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Oh, that's that's so great. I was just thinking, uh, Dan Sullivan, I was listening to his podcast and he said the one thing about the microchip, how it's changed the world is it's um, changes the, the constant now like you got to be have a mindset that change is great and that um and the microchip lets you build relationships in new unique ways and Mm. i keep thinking the power of um who you know and building relationships and that's such a neat connection Mm. you've got there with um with and with i guess so many of your students you're talking about the family in italy as well that yeah all through the youtube yeah which Wait, is, are we rec- are we recording right now? Are we doing the podcast? Well, I, d- I just pushed record, but we can start it. We can okay. kind of kick it off officially. I just want to make sure I wasn't like uh, talking any shit or something on the podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> cursing and like, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you got to put the image on now, man. You got to like... <laughs> <laughs> sound more professional. Jump I try in. to talk. I try to speak professionally on the podcast, and it sounds like an, an imbecile. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Jesus, I was thinking it's so neat to to get you out to NZ, and um, it's funny if you don't like book in time for things, how you can time just fly flies by. But I'm stoked to better catch up again quickly on the podcast. So thanks mm. for thanks for jumping on. What's um. Like going back to the YouTube because that's a really like fascinating space. I'm looking at with um, my brother's fly fishing channel and even stuff with the lodge. And yeah, you mentioned you were doing work with uh, Lewis Houses 
one of his team that helped set him up. Like what what areas are exciting, or where, or um, or where do you see like the, you're creating your own value online in in the future, or how have you thought about that in terms of a strategy? Because it's such a amazing way to connect with people around the world, like you were saying. Right. So when when I first started the YouTube channel, my aim was purely to just throw this out there and see if I could get people interested in doing yoga. There wasn't any business aim with it when I first started. And then uh, uh, basically it's like through the advice from some friends, they're like, oh, like you, you should be able to, to monetize this, you know, and give, uh, instead of just giving thing out purely for free. We always had a, a donate option for uh, my, my friend who was filming. I, I didn't really feel right about the donate thing. I felt like we should be giving people like a, a separate service if they wanted to pay for it. But anyways, I just always wanted the channel to be like hundred percent free. And then, so anyone could do yoga anytime. And with that, so my, my initial vision with it was like, Oh, hopefully people will watch this and then I'll get to travel and do workshops where there's good waves. That was like my only, the only thing that I thought of with the YouTube channel, I, I didn't, I really didn't have a, a whole strategy with it or anything. And then it's more like this year, I've just, um, the strategy has been because I did some work with someone who's really talented at marketing, online marketing, but the whole time I felt too cheesy and salesy. Like the way that she had me do it, it was really good. And we did this whole webinar and she's a wizard at what she does. She's, she's genius. And I mean, she built Lewis house and, uh, but I didn't really feel like I'm that type of person. It, it just didn't, I'm not, uh, so it, it didn't feel true to me. So what I became more interested in is just having, instead of like trying to sell people products all the time or uh, a series or whatever, I just wanted to create this uh, monthly membership thing. And on it, I would just put like really rad content and then people could sign up for that. And if they saw value in it, they just, it's kind of like their way to support the channel, A, and then get good separate content that I wouldn't put on YouTube because it's uh, too long or too in-depth. So it's a very long answer for your short question. But that's kind of like now the strategy is like is how can I, how can I create something that's, that I feel authentic promoting that I'm not just like being a total salesman about? Yeah, I lo love it. The, um because your YouTube channel is so great. If, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked it out, um, the content and, and what you provide is, is so fantastic. Like you say, like letting everybody do yoga from any place and, um, mm. and your teaching so wonderful and it works so well online. But I keep, I keep thinking of, of like, often it's quite overwhelming when you do it all yourself and <laughs> people starting out right. filming and editing and probably doing, seeing it all up yourself i mean you've got a little bit of a, a a team now where do you where do you think your um strength is and where do you think uh the biggest help has come from uh you know outside um consultants or or like stacy or assistant or what well, has there been like one turning point which has really helped it kind of take off that's a really good question uh so 
the, the, the cool thing is that I'm humble enough to know that I'm not good at a lot of different things. Like I know that, like, I know that it's not, I'm not the type of person who is business minded. So, um, <clears throat> when, when I would have people kind of throw stuff out at me, I would listen and try to soak it up. And then, um, really the, the best piece of advice that I got from one of my private students who's, who, um, uh, real, was really successful, ended up like selling his company to, um, Verizon and just really successful guy. They, they, um, they acquired his company for the technology. But anyways, he kind of encouraged me, like always find someone who's better than you at, at, at the, at the job who, who knows more than you. And so anyways, all that being said is that I, I found people luckily who were able to take over the stuff that was just too much for me. Like when I started the new channel, the editing and the, the editing, the videos, and it, I'm, I didn't want to spend all my time and I wasn't very good at it because I'm not very detail oriented. So I would like, if something was messed up, I just be like, ah, it's okay. And uh, so luckily, <laughs> luckily I found someone, Stacy, who, who is really detail oriented and, and is into um, graphics and making sure things looks cool. Whereas I'm just like, ah, just, just get it out there. I was more focused on just how can I teach the best? And then um, I, I, the graphic design work that I got done for the website, Yoga, Yoga with Tim, I, th I think turned out really good. And I had help with that. And um, I wasn't really part of the decisions on it. I was just like, I don't know anything. So I'm just going to like empower you. You, make, you tell me if it's graphically done well, and I'll just listen to you. And then similarly with uh, the help that I had with a, li a little bit of the marketing and help, uh, helping to kind of brand the channel through Brittany was uh, that, that was the girl who would help Lewis house. Yeah. I just kind of listened to what she said and I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, I think with anyone looking to get into this, like into the online um, online, having an online business is to, is become empowered by knowing what you're good at and then outsourcing what you're not good at and getting really good feedback. And, uh, so yeah, the, the little that I had to invest in that has paid off tenfold. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you got with Stacy and Nina, you got some superwoman around you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because Nina's got like the insane design eye, and she helps me out so much. Yeah, I feel I feel um, that similar to you. Like, uh, there's a Colby test that Dan Sullivan, the, the entrepreneur coach, talks about, and he's he's the same. He's like a ten quick start, which means he's kind of like a ten on getting ideas up and going and just starting stuff, but like a one on follow through and detail kind of things. Yeah, right. And, and, I can relate to that. Yeah, and he's like the world's best business coach, and and yeah, he'd said if he didn't have his wife to organize everything, he'd be a, um, a homeless man with great ideas, kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, as it, yeah, it's been quite neat for me just working at start now. The lodge is going quite well, as to be part of a team where you know Nicola does the food really well, and and Dad's amazing with um, 
kind of the logistics and 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 finance and bigger picture stuff and then i get to do more of the networking and creative and then um and mums in the garden you just kind of put all the pieces together and look i think that's the future aid doing your unique ability and you were, mm. and when you were over here you were saying you were um used to write a lot of jokes as a kid like the 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 comedy side was was a big was a big part of your life which which is what i love most about probably your channel and his unique point of difference like how does humor play into your work now or is that is that still a big passion yeah uh um it's definitely helped to keep things lighter and i think once i had stacy join the team it created a a levity in the videos. Actually, I was just talking about this the other day that uh, it, it was it was it sh- it shifted my ability to speak to the audience. When I had, it was just as simple as having somebody behind the camera that really understood yoga, and uh, and I could feel comfortable with and kind of joke with. And so it totally changed the, the feel of the channel. So if you look at some of those old videos, I look. I, it feels so awkward when I'm like, when I first start talking on camera and, uh, and and you can see the shift. And so, yeah, I try to, I try to uh, have a little bit of humor. Really one of, one of my favorite yoga teachers here in LA started to have a, a big impact on me in the way that I teach because, so I really enjoyed growing up. I love stand up comedy. I watched, I think, you know, as a, remember like in third grade, stand-up comedy was my favorite thing to watch. And uh, so that, so like my whole life, I've just always really been into stand-up comedy and, and comedy. But uh, um, so like, uh, but when I got into yoga, all of a sudden I thought, oh, you have to be super serious when you do yoga. It's, like, it's so serious. And, and I was taking myself way too serious. And I could feel it in my classes that, I remember at the end of one of my classes, this woman came up to me. This is, I was in, I was maybe like three or four years into my teaching career. I was just a horrible, I was really a horrible teacher at that time too. I feel really bad for anybody who had to take classes with me. But anyway, she came up to me at the end of the class and she was like, because I was so, so strict and so intense. And she's like, I thought you're supposed to feel good at the end of yoga. And I was like, um, well, you have to do it right. And I was like, so like rigid and that, but that stuck with me, like her ringing in my ears, like, I'm just supposed to feel good at the end of yoga. And so anyways, I found this teacher in LA, his name's Paul Cavanese, and he is an amazing teacher. He's so skilled. He's so knowledgeable. He understands philosophy like nobody else that I've ever met and can have you completely trip out on yoga. And then at, in the next sentence, will just crack like some ridiculous like pop culture reference joke and have everybody dying. And so after taking his class, I was like, oh, like you can still laugh. It can still be lighthearted. It doesn't have, you can still go deep and still have a sense of humor. And in fact, I think the sense of humor uh, helps with it because, you know, it it can get, it can become a bit tedious when you go, when you go into the depths of the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's it's funny that um, it's almost like it gives you permission when you see someone else do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, and I've I've had that 
said to me a few times just from saying one joke that other teachers are like, oh, well, I didn't know you could kind of take that. And I think I picked it up from you and the guy, um, Happy Yoga, Steve, his last name from us? Steve Ross. Steve Ross. Yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. And then all the other gurus I listen to, like, um, like I've been listening to Sad Guru a bit lately and every second thing he says, he's either laughing or joking. And um, yeah. Yeah, and it's such a nice way to, to teach. And I think why JP Sears is probably so popular because he's it brings consciousness through humor. It's um mm. yeah, it's it's a it's a skill, a skill you've got for sure. Um any mm. favorite stand-ups? I really enjoy the new I've well, I've always loved Norm McDonald. He's got a pretty good new one, and I love the new Dave Chappelle stuff. I think it's pretty genius, but really the genius of stand-up comedy, I think, is it, you know, kind of like in in uh, in literature, the fool is often the voice of reason, and so I think if there's a stand-up comedy who or stand-up comedian who's really amazing at what they do, they're they're cracking you up and they're being they're being funny, but at the same time they're dropping kernels of wisdom and making you think about stuff too. And um, so I guess with yoga, I'm trying to hit it from the other way around, like drop kernels of wisdom and then try to get people to crack up at the same time. Oh, I love that. Uh, Preston Smiles was talking to me on our, on our man cave about the um, different masculine archetypes and how the jester or the joker was the one who could, like back in the day, deliver a message to the king in a jovial way that he, his head wouldn't get cut off. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> he, he can kind of tell the truth that no one else you know everyone knew but no one wanted to say um but because he told it in a light-hearted way he would get away with it and uh yeah that rung that, that rung true um mm. and um what's been so you finished the singapore trip and you're back in la now and and um on southern cal what's um what's exciting at the the moment with your practice or work or family or surfing um is there anything on the horizon which is keeping you pretty pumped at the moment um a couple i have a a festival that i'm teaching at in mammoth so i'm pretty excited for that i've been doing some studying uh to try to get prepared for that and sharpen things up and also i got a workshop coming up uh this month uh or next month so in, in the for teaching yoga that's that's about that and then we're right in south swell season right now so pretty excited for some good ways to be coming our way we get really good ways in orange county this time of year nice what's the um what's the festival in mammoth called it's called the Mammoth Yoga Festival, and <laughs> I think it's like their second or third year doing it. And I'm pretty excited because some of my friends from LA and a teacher who kind of mentored me uh, when I first started teaching in Orange County is going to be teaching there as well. So it'll be nice to get to hang out with them and teach at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess it's such an those festivals are so great, aren't they? Uh, yeah. The people that turn up to them. Um, but I was listening, again, I listened to Sad Guru the other day, Sad Guru, and he said, yoga is 
the purpose of yoga is to like align the geometry of the body. It's to like lay a foundation for the mind. There's like a certain geometry and structure to your physical alignment, which helps um, you kind of line up with the universe as it was or become more yoked or have that greater union. But it's interesting how you kind of, I, I used to get carried away into different, like exercise modalities or styles or kind of mm. work, workout style of, of yoga or just enjoying the high of doing the practice. Um, but has there been any kind of developments in your thinking around yoga or your own physical practice or spiritual practice recently that that's kind of evolved or? That's a good question. What's up with this uh, sad guru guy? Who's this guy? Oh, well, he's, um, I listened to a podcast with him on London Real, and I've heard him quite a few times. He's got the Inner Engineering Foundation, and mm -hmm. he's, he's, uh, he's got quite a fascinating story, but his, his idea was that he would, because um, he grew up in India, and he talked a lot about India. In, in the East, everyone had gods. You know, you had something to, you had like a heaven and a god and things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And that really gave you a kind of an alignment and purpose for life. And then, and, but when those kind of gods and things went away, I think, you know, most people don't really believe, not like they used to. Um, a lot of people, atheists will believe in different things, but people had, they were missing that structure to kind of align their mind and, and feel whole and happy. Um, and, and, and so he kind of created a, a mission to kind of, enlighten the whole world because he kind of figured it out himself so he's like oh this is how you do it i'll just teach the whole world to do it and so he had <laughs> this goal to teach like a billion people or more and and he's like he's done hundreds of thousands but he's like oh i'm a massive failure like we've only done 50 million people or a hundred or whatever it is <laughs> like it, mm. maybe it's hundreds of millions um but he's got a yeah a book i really want to read art of um or in engineering and he's yeah it's such a great teacher but he talked about the foundation like how powerful the mind is and that humans are the only creature to kind of choose how we want to evolve. Um, mm. cause we've got that level of consciousness, but in order to use that consciousness wisely, you have to have a solid foundation and that's where the yoga comes in. And so we talked about a yogi being someone who is constantly seeing himself and everything. So he's, he's in union all the time. And, mm. um, and so I talked about yoga, that physical alignment, you know, aligning you up mentally so that you could see the divine and everything. And you were, you know, obviously because then you wouldn't harm things, you'd behave in a certain way and, and, and your mind would operate in such a wonderful way because you had this foundation of practice. And I haven't read his book yet, but I'm really in, um, intrigued. And it got me thinking about my own practice. I've started getting more into the Wim Hof breathing and doing more stretches and and kind of meditations that feel right for me but um yeah really intrigued to see what his his kind of philosophy is and, and hear what people like yourself are kind of doing because i know he said you know if you're just looking at yoga for exercise you might as well go for a run or go surfing or something and mm. that, i think surfing is like as much of a flow union sport as anything like the way it turns your mind off um mm. So I was just thinking how you th how, uh, whether you think about your practice and teaching differently now or or 
or where you think it's evolving or whether it's still the same principles um, or whether you've got a bigger mission, maybe it's just to get people moving and exposed into it. I don't, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I kind of balked at the idea of yoga being exercise for a long time. And I was kind of annoyed when people would speak to me about yoga, like, Oh, I got such a great workout at my yoga class today. I would, Initially, I would be like, you don't really understand yoga. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, but having that attitude I, of like of judgment, I turned a lot of people off early in my teaching career, as I mentioned, with the, the woman who I uh, asked, isn't yoga supposed to make you feel good? So I realized that people were looking for an experience in yoga and that it was... I kind of had to give people a little bit of the experience that they were looking for and then kind of ease them, massage them into what I thought was more important. And uh, I ha- there was a teacher that I became fond of named T.S. Little who, who kind of would encourage that. He's like, yeah, you got to kind of give the people a little bit of what they want and then you can drop your, whatever your focus is after that. So uh, where I live in Orange County, it's, it's very fitness focused with the yoga and it, it, it can kind of shift region to region. But when I started the YouTube channel, having taught like the fitness focused yoga for a couple of years, the videos that I was, that I just did, uh, instinctively were kind of that style of yoga. And then I, I kind of reeled it back and I was like, oh, actually, I can, I can teach whatever I want on this. But what I, what I found out is that the videos that were titled, if I put the title workout in the video, they became massive views versus if I was just like hip, hip, learn, like something educational, like learn to, you know, do this with your hip or something or learn uh, a flow that teaches you no one would watch it but if it was entitled workout it was massive so i I realized that people don't have a lot of time i think i think we're in this era where there's there's such a a limit in time and people want to do yoga they want the the meditation the the mindful movement aspect of yoga but lots of people they're like i got 30 minutes like i can And I need to get a workout, but I also want to feel like I did yoga too. So uh, although I would kind of align with uh, this guy who you're reading more recently, you can get a better workout from if you want, if you want to lose weight, then cardio, you need to be doing cardio. And that is a a better way to burn calories than doing yoga. But uh, at the same time, I understand that people are limited. And so I, I kind of teach a little bit to that in the, in many of the YouTube videos. And I, now, now and again, I, I do offer more technical videos, but I put a lot of those on the conscious movement that the monthly subscription one, and I kind of market it then as the people is this is for people who are really interested, who have some extra time and who are interested in going deeper in the yoga practice. And then it becomes less, uh, less attractive for the novice who's more interested in a workout 
uh, style of yoga. Yeah, that's that's neat. You can kind of cater to the different levels, and yeah, I mean, my teacher who I first trained on Duncan Peaky, he said like you market to the mind and teach to the heart or something, mm. which, which kind of echoes what you um what you're saying. It's like what I think there's another phrase that what got you out of Egypt won't take you to the promised land, or <laughs> it's like different mm. stages of um of consciousness and evolution and um yeah but i think the fit like just like even if you're doing it for the wrong reasons it still gets you the right results <laughs> like you do mm. it which i, I kind of like it's like you can appeal and then reading the bhagavad gita this book based on the bhagavad gita about doing your dharma and it's like everyone's got a different skill set or 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 story to tell that's going to attract certain people and that's their kind of dharma on the other side of things you know it's mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and i guess that's yeah or even i oh, i'm sorry interrupt no carry on carry on yeah because i remember when i first started yoga i was i was interested in a total picture of fitness and i kind of replaced my workout because i was initially working out in the gym and running and then i thought oh yoga actually is better and i was taking these workout style classes and since i was used to that feeling of like being spent from your workout i was i was like oh yoga is such a great workout and it's so cool i really love this this feeling that i get from it so i was more drawn to that aspect of yoga initially myself as well so i have to keep that in mind that i think that a lot of people are more drawn to that initially as opposed to uh becoming like super interested in their alignment or practicing breath techniques that's there are people who are like that but uh i think it's it's uh it's rare yeah Uh, um oh i think you're doing a fantastic job to to help people either way and um and kind of we had uh when you had your workshops out in new zealand we had um Ben Warren come along and that's right. Talking about diet and and kind of health from a nutrition side of things. And and I I'm not sure if I put you onto it or we're looking at it about the same time with Dr. Gundry's Plant Paradox and LinkedIn's and I got full noise into it and and I know you did too and quite a few other friends and then um and then I kind of backed off a little bit and then talking to Ben about how certain foods actually stress the body a little bit that create antioxidants and um Mm. and a bit like exercise is a little bit of a stressor and then you get stronger and you need mm-hmm. some of these foods which might actually cause a tiny bit of um stress for the body to then adapt and get stronger from it and i thought well that's such an interesting um parallel to physical exercise and mm. i've kind of done some great or had some great uh experiences on their programs doing the gut health test and finding food intolerances and um and I know you were big into the the herbs and the potions and and diving deep in organic hmm. foods and what and and you've had a few chats with Ben lately too. So how's uh how's the the diet and the, the health evolving yourself? Yeah, that's a. Uh, I was super sold on that Gundry after I read the book. I was like, this is the way. <laughs> but then <laughs> right. the more I the more I heard him speak, I was like, there's, 
there's no way this like you could, you could just tell like i was like oh this guy i wanted so bad to believe it after reading the book and but so anyways i mean you can really learn a lot about something when you when you you know get to the heart of the person and uh and then so after i met ben i could tell that he really lived it and he really you know was practicing like you said he practices what he preaches and i didn't feel like that from the gundry guy like he would be like uh contradicting a bunch of he'd be on, on like advertising something and con like using products that were contradicting what was in his book and i was like wait a minute is what, what is this guy doing so anyways uh w when i met ben and i got to speak with ben i was like okay this this is the real deal and uh um yeah so i guess i um the the, the point of that was um that i don't know when uh i don't know where i want to go with that but what's your question about ben <laughs> well well i was thinking because the gundry <clears throat> diet was so strict on no lectins no you know, right right oh using peanuts. the stressors yeah and and I, I mean i'm probably a similar personality like i'll go 110 percent into something like fasting or uh cold water showers and then you kind of find this nice balance um mm. and yeah and, and it's interesting i know you were going full tilt into that but has there been any kind of revelations around um like your own health like incorporating other foods or um or, or being more more balanced because you're like i loved it talking to nina how you had to like fit your set and yoga practice in and you've got like great yeah. rout routines and kind of you got your own foundation is there is there been any kind of changes there with the like diet nutrition or other side of side of things yeah i mean one of the one of the great things about it though is eliminating a lot of the um like I realized how much uh, sugar I was getting in my diet through grain every day. And so eliminating the sugar really helped with, uh, I think my immune system. So, but uh, yeah, the lectin thing, I don't know if I'm so sold on it anymore. And like what you're saying, how it's, uh, how the stress is important for your body once in a while. So, uh, yeah, I can be, I can be super, I can be super like it's weird because I don't really have a type A personality, but when I get into something like yoga or surfing, it, it can be like full bore. So with the diet, I was I was so strict on it. Like I, I did it, and when there when I think maybe like ten years ago, there was this raw foods thing here in Southern California, which is it's kind of it's spread a, a little bit now all over. But I was a uh, like 100% hardcore raw food vegan for a while. And then I was just sick as hell from it. Even though I was doing all the right stuff, I was like so weak and like my hair lost its color and like I couldn't even go surf anymore because I was so tired all the time. But I was like, this is the way I must be a raw food vegan. And I kind of felt like that with like the, with the, with the Gundry thing. It's like I, I, I became so sold on it. And then now I'm just like, bitter about it like no but it, it was a good experience because i think both of those being super strict with uh and learning a lot about uh nutrition um to to kind of heal your body and and i took a lot from the raw foods days about that's how i learned about a lot of different herbs and stuff 
because the people are so unhealthy that they have to be constantly taking supplements. No, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I, I don't knock it. I think that um, it can be a good thing to do for a while. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy that with our our food that it has it lacks the nutritional value unless you're doing your own soil and like and really doing it well most of the farm food is completely de depleted of the necessary amount of nutrients to keep a human healthy so we kind of have to supplement and uh that's kind of a bummer but <laughs> luckily luckily there's some good people that are making good supplements like ben warren yeah it's I guess that's the thing that everything's changing, isn't it? And um, I know Ben talks about optimal health too, because you can kind of get by. But I think that's what's neat about the cold showers and stuff, like and like getting extra nutrients and supplements in your diet and and eating right for your metabolic type and that kind of thing. It just gives you that. This gives your body more energy and your mind more energy and. Mm. Um, yeah, that's now. What is is there anything in the morning routine at the moment? That's because you still try and practice most days or do something. I mean, you mentioned when the surf's good, that's number one. Um, but is there <laughs> when, <laughs> when, the, when the surf's not pumping? You're still trying to get your own practice and meditation and before you take. I used to practice. Yeah, it's a, I used to practice every morning uh, physical yoga for for a, a long time probably probably eight years or something i was practicing physical yoga every morning no matter what and then and my teacher kind of encouraged it she's like yeah you're really going to need to spend a lot of time practicing physical yoga that's what you need it needs to be physically exhausting because of my uh my dosha and personality type and we looked at my whole uh vedic astrology situation and that's what i needed so uh i don't do that anymore however the yoga for me has, has shifted and now every morning i wake up and i i practice pranayama and meditate so i'll do some breathing exercises i'll meditate and then i'll either have to jam out to work or if it's a day where i have time to surf i'll go surf and if the waves are good and then I save the practice for the evening now because what I found after sustaining several sports injuries and, and stuff is that my body felt more mobile in the evening. And then also if I was going to do some physical activity, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have stretched out before it because your body's more prone to get injured. If you're all stretched out, like you, it was confusing for me because I always thought like, Oh, you should stretch before you do stuff. But actually, you want something that's more of a dynamic warm up. If your muscle is all elongated and you've, you've been giving it the signal to elongate and to turn off, so you're doing deep stretching, and then you go surf right after, and then you come into a situation where the wave's gonna break quick and you gotta react quickly. If your reaction is poor, you don't have as, as uh, you don't have the same ability to stabilize yourself as if the muscles you would turn them on to fire and done a more dynamic warm up instead. So uh, I don't like to, to do the yoga because I can feel it. Like it stays in my body for a while. Like my body kind of feels mellowed out after. 
um, I do yoga. So I want to, I want my muscles to be turned on when I, when I go surf or skate or something. So anyways, I, I save the yoga now for the evening right before bed. And it, it's, it's nice. Cause, uh, I feel like I sleep a little bit better. So yeah, it turns into like maybe an hour. If I have more time, an hour and a half, uh, right, right before bed practicing yoga. And it's also nice for digestion too. Yeah, that's so true. I think Paul Chick, who Ben Warren trained with as well, he talked a lot about um, how if you if, if you do that, yeah, kind of deep stretching, it changes those neural pathways which you want to f- to fire if you're doing a sport. Um, right. Yeah, and like you said, it's that dynamic that dynamic warm up you kind of want to have rather than uh, static stretching or um, holding yoga poses for too long, but yeah, I've kind of found the same. I actually love swimming and doing cardio in the morning and doing kind of more yang things in the sun to wake up and maybe a couple of stretches at the end. And then in the evening, it's so nice just to unwind with with a few a few stretches and moves. And um, and I think the power of the breathing is just so underrated, isn't it? I heard, yeah, um, for sure. Who was it? Uh, the guy from... He's got the massive Facebook following. Just forgotten his name. The Wim Hof? No. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, Jay Shetty. All right. Yeah, he was a monk for a bit. And he talked about before he meditates, he aligns his mind and his body just with kind of the box breathing. You know, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, That's called Samriti Pranayam. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I... And I, and I yeah, that was quite neat. Just did that in the morning, and so I've been doing that a little bit. But um, that's so funny because I was listening to this podcast, and they kept kept talking about box breathing. And Nina's like, "Do you know about this box breathing?" I'm like, "I don't know what the hell box breathing is." And then I heard them describe it, and I was like, "I don't know. That's called some pretty." So, anyways, they came up with a good name for it, though. It's catchy, the box yeah. breathing. But it works. Have you tried it? Yeah, I've been. In, I mean, I used to do it a bit, and I. I don't know what I was calling it at the time, whether I had the Sanskrit name for it or box breathing, but um, yeah, it's really balancing like that yin and yang. And, 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 and the way Jay talked about it too, was it at like the body or the mind's not running faster than the other. And, mm. and that was kind of a nice metaphor for me. It was like, it gets you on. Yeah. Again, a feeling of union of a little bit of oneness. And so kind of mind and body's aligned when you're, um, then go into your meditation or your day, but yeah, what's um, how was how how'd you rate uh, your New Zealand trip, and what's exciting with the the surf or other spots you want to get to next? We got some really fun waves in Raglan, and I obviously really enjoyed my time there. That your place is insane. You guys did it so so nice, and uh, yeah, it was good to it was good to teach there, and uh. I liked how we had that, that intimate group. It's that is, is such a way to be able to connect with people in their practice. And I, the, the intimate group is really where it's at. I think, you know, cause uh, with a group class, you can get stuck in these big group classes and uh, there just isn't the same, the same feeling, the same vibe. So that was enjoyable. Uh, I hope it was good for the students too. I think they dug it. But uh, 
Uh, Surf-wise, where next? I don't know. Um, we have a retreat. I'm planning a retreat in Costa Rica in July. And there's going to be um, it's a surf yoga retreat. So there's going to be surf lessons and stuff. And it's the water's always nice there. How's it? Is it getting pretty cold there for you guys now? It's actually been, it's pretty mild and, and probably like Southern California. It doesn't really get a winter um, that cold up in north and where we are. But it's, I mean, after we're swimming in the sea in the pool every day without a wetty, but you'd probably want to, you'd probably want a three, two or something if you're up and um, out in the water for a little bit. But yeah, it's mm. been pretty, it's been pretty, pretty mild for most, but um yeah, it was a shame the surf wasn't really cranking when you were here, but uh, yeah, I've just noticed I've really missed it. Looking forward to Bali, but Costa Rica sounds sounds great. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, hear the word. Oh, the by the way, you you mentioned Paul Check. I I was checking out some more Paul Check stuff, and I've been using some of his stuff in my training, and it's been helping my surfing a ton. So thank you for that. Oh no worries, Matt. Yeah, I love I love his work and his podcast and. He's just a pioneer, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see what um, you're doing with him. I've got his golf book at the moment, which is really great for his golf warm-up and doing his HRC1 course, like his holistic lifestyle course, um, which is which is really neat. But, um, yeah, just uh, mindful of your time and want to try and sneak out, hit a few golf balls for a tournament this weekend. And Okay, that's right, yeah. Get the last of the daylight. But um, – yeah, so people can find all your retreats and everything just online on the website and Instagram, yeah. obviously. So um, my website, uh, timsenesyoga.com, is a little more current. That's S-E-N-E-S-I. And we haven't posted about the Costa Rica retreat yet, but it, we should be within the next couple of weeks. Um, if you sign up, for the mailing list, I will send you a bunch of spam and marketing. No, if you sign up for the mailing list on tennessee.com, I will send you a video every week um, that's completely free. You can just watch it on YouTube. And then if I have any stuff coming up, like a retreat, um, I'll drop that sometimes in the email when I send you the video. So uh, that's a cool way to connect and stay up to date with what I'm doing. And then also I got an Instagram. It's timsenesiyoga.com or what is it? Tim, at timsenesiyoga, not .com. And then the YouTube channel is Yoga with Tim. Yeah, and, and I love the channel and um, you're Thanks, posting man. such such great content. So just grateful for your, your work, Tim. And, and you know, so neat to catch up with Nina and Felix and, and you again. And, and Zen, hopefully we'll see you. And the waves, right. maybe a, a nude surfing yoga retreat. Have you thought about? about <laughs> I thought about it for myself. I don't know if yeah. anyone else wants to go. <laughs> and uh, any last, any last kind of pearls of wisdom you'd um, you'd you'd love to share? Don't pee into the wind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I would say since I've been so into the pranayama lately i would just say i would encourage people to remember such basic stuff but then when you hear it again oh yeah, that uh your breath and your in your mind 
they're inherently connected and what what happens with your breathing that's going to affect your mental states and if you can just spend a little time doing something that's that uh has some conscious breathing in it and ideally some rhythmic slow down conscious breathing like you do when you do yoga breathing and in meditation then it can really have a profound effect on your your mental state so i'd encourage people if they don't have a practice to take up just it only takes a few minutes a day just to do a little bit of breathing to help to get their mind right love it that's such such great advice i think what is it the the monks the first thing they teach people is how to breathe and it's like the one thing that's not really taught through your whole life um, mm, for sure and it's the one thing that can be conscious and unconscious which i think is really fascinating too um mm. beautiful oh well, thanks so much for your time brother and um look forward to to following you online and on the channel and catching up again soon and yeah beautiful yeah i can't wait to come see you in person again soon yeah man i'll have to tee up tee up some more it's one thing i've actually really taken out the last few months is putting when my uh, friend passed away and he was so good at planning trips well in advance and organizing um like amazing getaways and getting lots of people involved and that's something i want to do a bit more of is you know like say going to this surf spot or this this place and who wants to come and getting kind of a nice calendar for the year of exciting things to look forward to um mm. yeah it's it's so neat do you think it's worth harry like with um and with doing harry's like fly fishing channel do you do you think it's worth getting in touch with someone like Brittany, or or just knock knock like kind of nailing it out yourself or um looking at stuff online like did you think was there a big takeaway from that yeah i mean based on like what i said like because because i i'm so not the type of person to to market things well to push things if if i were him and i could invest a little bit of money into hiring some people to do the work and to just kind of educate because once it, for someone like like Harry or myself once they're educated or they can uh eventually hire someone just to do the work but once they're educated on the steps to do it it feels less like they're going against their uh personality so i i would either have i would i would encourage him to to hire someone to teach him how to do it and uh and then eventually once if he if he starts to have some income from it to just hire someone to just do that work for him but uh i i i think he has something i i'm and i'm saying this because he has something that's so valuable valuable for people like people are obviously stoked on what he's putting up there and i think if he created some youtube content too it would be really helpful uh not just for him but for people and uh yeah and the next step would be just to to find someone who knows how to sell on to sell whatever programs he puts together and to help him do that i'll um i'll forward you their their information yeah that could be cool cuz i guess it's like say getting that format down of the funnels and where the value is and right right best ways to capture email addresses and i'm like yeah some clarity around that would be quite good i could probably figure it out but I've, there's people that do it all the time that know it so well so 
Yeah, that's yeah. Like great advice. I think it's worth it. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right, brother. Well, um, love your work and uh, yeah, look for the hearing, hearing and catching up, catching up soon. Thanks, man. To Nina and Felix, we're, we're thinking about Felix and the possum throwing often, actually. <laughs> and, uh, How good was that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, why did this happen after I left? Well, I was like, we need to put this as a as an experience, <laughs> helping tra- trap the predators. Yeah, so good, uh, man, so Yeah, good. and if 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 there's ever any help that I can offer, Harry, I'm totally uh, willing and able. Like, if he ever wants to get on the phone, or you want to get on the phone about it, or just email about it, I'm totally happy to share all my knowledge and all my experience with it. And uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Okay. Well, yeah, at the moment, we're just trying to approach the lodges and the brands to do posts and content. But I thought that um, that YouTube space and, you know, creating programs or something that might sell online could be the next the next step. So, yeah, I really appreciate the offer. Yeah. There's, a, there's one guy who I really like right now who I'm thinking about following his model. He's got, like, a, a workout channel. His thing is called Athlene X, his YouTube channel. Athlete. And uh, af- yeah, like uh, like an athlete, but but lean, uh, athlete X. Okay. Oh yeah, gotcha. Plan words. So what his his kind of format is? He gives great information, and then he's like, at the end of every video, he's like, "Hey, I have a program." Like so, he gives you like full stuff, and like, but then he's like, "If you if you want to sign up for my program, you can sign up, and it's like ninety nine bucks a you know ninety nine bucks for his program." And, uh, so he's giving, he's giving you really good contact. So your con, uh, content. So you're seeing like, Oh, this is, this guy really knows what he's talking about. It's super valuable. He's already given me so much. So like even, and he's got 7 million followers now, but it's like, even if you're people just want to support him, I think, cause they watch so much of his stuff, you know, that, and then what he has is so good. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good model. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, this guy, I think it's Joe Polish, he's like the world's best marketing guy. I think it was him and Dan Sullivan and this other guy, Russell Brunson. I think they were talking about like giving away like way more value than you'd ever expect for free. So then if you think, well, I'm going to buy this program, it must be right. better than this. Like you're giving away pretty much everything, but then people like you say, want to support you and they've already bought into everything you do. They're like, oh, I love everything he puts out. So I'll just sign up for whatever else he's recommending because, yeah, I think that's the that's the future. I think that's such a great idea. For sure. Oh, appreciate it, man. Well, what'd you think? Excellent, wasn't it? The sensei, Tim Sinesi, the guru. Check out his youtube videos online just um love his work and again the power of the internet and a little takeaway for you today if it sparks some ideas some creativity if you're like damn i love dragon ball z i love yoga i like doing handstands i like making banana on toast um whatever it is put a post out today share it with someone just get the ball rolling you don't know what will happen in 10 5 two years a day a month a week just from taking action and sharing what you love online sharing information entertainment enlightenment Uh, that's what i'm all about hopefully got plenty out of it take action i'm watching you 
and hopefully I'm following you too. Follow me, Instagram, Dugget. Get the newsletter, dugget.nz. Sign up there. And um, if you love the episode, please share, leave a review, shout out, give me a hug, high five on the street. Would love to hear from you. Really appreciate the support. Peace, love, happiness. Think less, experience more. Hope you dug it. <laughs>